That's what I think. Hey, it's tryout time. This is my favorite uh, time of year where we do tryouts where all these clubs are doing what? Selling lies. We're, 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 part, uh, we're, we're part of Manchester United. That's our club. I remember we had a, a club called Barcelona. Now, uh, the Barcelona Academy, before they were in Casa Grande, so the real Barcelona Academy is in Casa Grande. They're actually linked to Barcelona in Spain. But before they were here, RSL was in, uh, in Casa Grande before Barca came. We had a Barcelona club. Illegal. So they, they created a club called Barcelona, and they wore the Barcelona look and all that stuff. And then Barcelona actually came to Casa Grande. They're like, hey, who are these? Who's this club wearing our jerseys? And then they, they sued them, and they had to shut down the club. We have that kind of stuff going on. So everyone's like, hey, we, we're part of – everyone's trying to, to, like, network a deal to, to create this whole, like, illusion that they're special. <laughs> and it's like um, – we have facilities. We hear that a lot. Uh, the East Valley um, clubs are like, oh, we got a 24-field uh, facility with the stadiums and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, don't care. No one cares. That doesn't develop kids. Oh, we have nice facilities. That doesn't develop kids. It might uh, protect them from getting hurt maybe. I'm not sure. Um, but the club affiliation, uh, careful with the ones that say path. Oh, we have a pathway to pro. Uh, pro. We have a pathway to Division One. Um, we have a professional team we're linked up to, and we have the curriculum. It's their holy Bible. They are holier than thou. They're all lies. So what should you do? I'll help you right now. I will give you. I'm wearing this neck thing, so I'm going to put my beard on for this one. How's that? Good enough. Things. You look like one of Dwight's cousins. Oh, Amish? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, I always say this. Don't look for a club. Look for a coach. Find a coach. It's like, um, who was the best teacher at um, Barbara Roby? Um, best ever. Um, That's a lot of pressure. Miss Thompson's really good, but the best teacher ever that we put you in, um, I'm not sure. Uh, you had him one year. And Cody had. I had never him. had Mr. Schooley. You never had Mr. Schooley? No, I met him. I Mr. never had him. I knew you were going to say him. Mr. Schooley. He seemed really nice. Though. Best teacher at Barbara Roby. No offense to all the Barbara Roby teachers. And he had the name, Mr. Schooley. I mean, what the heck? And he, yeah, mo- that's he, he moved crazy. out. But he was amazing. We, we didn't choose Barbara Roby. Uh, we Barbara Roby chose us. Yes. But we chose Mr. Schooley. Find a coach that does these things. One. Controls the sideline um, through massive parent education, uh, real time, afterwards, before all that stuff. Uh, a coach that's wanting to talk to the players with the parents around so they can hear what he's saying. Uh, a coach that wants the uh, the parents on the same sideline versus oh, uh, parents on the other side, uh, coaches on coaches and players on this side because they're cowards. If you are a coach that wants the sideline opposite of you. Because, or excuse me, uh, the parents away from you and the players, you are a coward. You're worthless. You have no conviction. You're nobody. You are doing nothing for the game. It's very, if they're scared to have parents on the sideline, uh, I always want them on my sideline because I want to hear what they're saying. I want them to hear what I'm saying so the education's constant. All those cowards, and you know who you are. Essie Del Sol led the charge. I'll just keep the, the parents on the opposite side. Because I don't want them hearing what I'm saying to the kids, which has a lot to do with sarcasm and a humiliation of children. See it all the time. And a lot of parents are like, oh, that's so funny. He has an accent and everything. That's a problem. Um, 
Second, focus on development versus winning. Everything's uh, important for us. How they touch the ball, uh, the, the decisions they make versus have to win, have to win, have to win, get the ball to the side, hit it down the line, cross it in, and try to score with their big fast player. I don't know, something like that. Um, yeah, try try avoid those kind of teams. Uh, find a team that focuses on uh, development versus winning. A Brazilian. There's a lot of good Brazilians. And by the way, I'm behind. What I'm going to do, Ryan and Jack, I'm going to announce the top coaches in Arizona. I'm going to say. Your own list or like an My list. list. No okay. no other list. And getting on my list is not easy. And I have friends that would love to be on this list once it comes out. And I'll say, no, you suck at coaching. But, you know, and, but if they adhere to my model of Focus on technique, control those dang parents, and keep educating them. And, you know, a little bit Steve Jobs, but, you know, you got to be a little PC, too. You don't want anyone crying at night, um, which I've made a lot of people cry. You need um, – we need to know who those are. There's a lot of good coaches out there, and we know who they are. Just go find them. Uh, a, uh, there's every Brazilian – not everyone, but everyone I've been around um, that's coaching Arizona has been darn good. Really good, you know, especially uh, I remember Manuel Coelho, who's won four straight state titles with South Bank. South Bank. It was back when it was Serena won everything. And then it was Serena, 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 South Bank. Serena, Serena. We're like, what? What's South Bank? Brazilian. Um, a a coach that allows your son or daughter to touch the ball and, of course, allow failure. If you do those things, if you can find a coach to do those things, that's a good place to be. Find that player or find that coach. And of course, a coach that is honest, right? All right. Any questions? We do have a few. All right. Let's go. Rock and All roll. right. Um, from Thiago. Has Jack changed? This is for El Rojo. So I'm going to flip over to you. El Rojo. Has Jack changed his mentality after losing or giving away the ball? I think that's a question for me, but you can answer. No, it said I have a question for El Rojo. Uh, El Rojo, Ask Jack, have you changed? Uh, when I lose the ball, uh, yes, yes, he has. Are you more committed to like keeping the ball now after Dad did the whole like tracker thing? Well, when he did that, I kept the ball a lot. Yeah. Yeah. What made you start like giving it up in the first place? Giving the ball up, like not going back after it. Yeah, I I don't know. You just lazy just, or yeah. it, stage fright? <laughs> is it because you watch like Neymar and stuff, and they do that? Who? Neymar. Thought we weren't name oh, dropping. Neymar, Neymar no. is a professional player. Oh. <laughs> no. Neymar. Uh, how, how did that become? He he became too cool for school. And oh right, that's what you were saying. Too cool time. for school, like he'll lose. Like, yeah, I can see that actually. And and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna murder him. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna do the sideline. I kind of like control myself i kind of allowed it happen for a little bit seeing if it was kind of thing so I, I you know i didn't address it right away but i was just it was in my head i'm like oh my gosh um yeah it it was a problem but i i did have the conversation with him and of course i called him out on the podcast and on friday i didn't go to today's game but on friday uh he um he was all over the place just winning the ball just working his butt off um maybe because it was a state cup game Why but yeah and he, he was all over the place. So there was a change. So I'm glad we kind of nipped that in the butt. And, and, and the first time we um, improved his game is when he uh, uh, he wouldn't even go for the ball at all. It wasn't like he 
made a mistake and started walking after it. It was more of he wouldn't get stuck in. He wouldn't go uh, intercept passes. He's so focused on his uh, attacking. Um, but when I was keeping the, the numbers and showed him and compared him with other players that worked hard, uh, then he changed. So obviously there's always going to be progression. And it's nice to have a good coach in your home that keeps you accountable. So do you consider yourself the Mr. Schooly of soccer then? No. I, I consider myself uh, the Steve Jobs of soccer. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. I've, I've, I have so many. You're too li- cold to be Mr. Schooly. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so I would like to be more schooly where I'm like more um, professional, more uh, be nice and not so, you know, nuts and, and so quick to uh, make someone feel bad. Uh, just I have a, I have a, a crazy conviction of it needs to be done this way. We have to stop focusing on winning. We need to focus on technique, and the kids need to be able to make decisions. And how many fights I've had with parents nonstop that would keep talking to the kid after they made a mistake where the kids are just staring at dad. Oh, I made a mistake. <laughs> Sorry, father, um, kind of thing. So, But I would go nuts. I would get no time. It's, it's content. This is this is why this podcast exists, by the way, because I I get I'm tired of saying the th- same thing over and over and over again. So I I put on a podcast, and the next thing I know, I'm over six hundred. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, next question. Um, this is from Lieutenant. Have you seen the Super League the UEFA have created? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was going to do a, a video on that. So. Uh, so the UEF, whatever. So Manchester United and Man City decided, oh, we're going to create a, a new league and make it where we can't drop. Like, they're, they're stepping out of the, the Premier League, Jack. Did you hear about this? Yeah. What the frick? You, you know why? Manchester United is owned by an American. American. They want to bring the American systems. American professionals. By the way, America is the greatest country in the world. Greatest country in the world. We can do everything. We can do a podcast. You can have Deadpool over there. You can have El Rojo here. We just happen to be getting, like, a lot of people happen to be getting soft. What do you mean soft? Like, they, we have everything, well, but it's never enough. Yeah. No, Although, I don't really know what this story social is Social media, so. but <laughs> America is the greatest. Um, uh, home of the free for now. Anyways, uh, the American system is all about ownership. Like, the Major League Soccer, we, we don't have um, – you know, what's a rele- relegation uh, where if you do poorly, you drop down and USL teams can advance up. We don't have that. We have ownership or we are the NFL. We are major league soccer. We, you know, we could lose to US- USL team five, nothing. And then we, w- uh, there's no punishment for it, which is ridiculous. And they did the same thing uh, with uh, DA when we, they brought in the MLS academies to DA. And when uh, uh, a uh, club team, would be a MLS team, and the MLS team would drop down, uh, be last in points in the bracket. The MLS team wouldn't drop down. Only the other team's not affiliated. That's what we do. So this whole English bullcrap with Manchester United, and the Man City's owned by, like, I don't know, non-European money. It's uh, I've, uh, Middle East oil money. They're all about taking. It's criminal what they're doing. They're rob. It's going to ruin them, and and I I doubt the UK will support it. And th- I hope Manchester United and Man City fans just ban them. Get don't support it. Don't buy a ticket. Ban them. Do make them look like uh like they're in the middle of COVID forever. No no fans. 
don't support it, don't watch it. If they do that, I'm not, I'm not going to be part. And Liverpool, yeah, I'm not part of any of those. I, I will not support Liverpool, Manchester United, Man City. I will not watch it. I'll turn it off. I will not support that garbage of this elitism of, oh, we bought this. We stay here kind of mentality. That's the American uh, way we do it in U.S. soccer. That, that We would do that here. We are, we're always trying, and it's frustrating. So if you don't support that, what they're doing with um, this new English league they're trying to create, um, that's what they do in America with youth soccer. You know, ML, everyone's like, MLS next. Okay, what, really? What? I don't care. I've seen MLS next. It's a scam. They, they, they go and steal players, good players, uh, through the recruiting tactics. I mean, we even have players on Tuesdays that are getting invites during State Cup that, oh, uh, you got, you got to get, make it to our tryout. And they can legally do it and, and uh, poach kids uh, during that because they're part of MLS Next. No, MLS Next, you know what MLS Next is in Arizona anyways? MLS Next is called, um, we are going to um, screw as many teams and clubs as we can to come to tryouts so they can feel like they're part of the MLS experience. It's the same people. It's the same people. Stop. It's the same coaches, same players, same people. It's the same. Nothing changed. Take ownership of your own development. Take ownership of your own development. That's what we do. We're, we're, not, we're not paying coaches. I put Jack and Tuzos because it's Hispanic heavy and the kids are technically, they're, they're freaks. Jack was, he plays in a Friday night league. I don't know if it's legal. He plays in a Friday night league and he's having street tacos at like 1130 at night. Yes, it's dangerous, but he's part of a culture that's a little different. He's engaging the game a little differently. That's better than MLS next. Anyways, next question. From Carlos Flores. And he says he thinks he, he thinks he already knows the answer, but what club to try does, should he try out for with a U 13 boy? I don't know, but if you email me, and give me a location of where you live and stuff, um, I will research for you and let you know what coaches to consider versus some club. I'm, I'm not a club guy. I'm a coach guy. Every, every club has some good coaches. Not all of them, though. Next. That's all. Oh, that's all. Well, oh, thank- wait, wait. Oh. Okay, we got one new question. All right. From Rick Tillmans. Ricky. Love the show, Dave. Keep fighting the good fight. No soccer parents should allow any coach to belittle their kid, as we sadly see way too often. Do you agree that good coaches don't need that? Good coaches definitely don't need uh, that distraction. But co- coaches have to deal with it. Nonstop. That's what he's asking, right? But I think he means like, do the do good coaches need humiliation tactics? No, no. It's strange. It, anytime a coach, I don't care what, regardless of level, if you're having interaction with a player um, through sarcasm or uh, ridiculing them at the, you know, th- that's a waste of time. Take your notes, see what you're gonna fix. Do it during the time that the play is stopped, halftime before the game at practice. Those things. But man, parents, they have to stop. Oh, I'm just cheering. I'm just cheering my kid. I'm just cheering. No, you're not. You're influencing. You're influencing. I'm, I'm saying good job. Shut up. Let the game have. You imagine going to a classroom and they answer a math uh, question right? Oh, good job. Woo! 
It is C. You're amazing. Why? It's a test. Let them have the game. Why do you have to interject? Allow development to happen. At least, is it possible? You know, maybe that's how we change the rules of soccer. U6, you say nothing. U7, you can say one uh, one syllable uh, a game. And then slowly by U18, you can scream like crazy because the development happened and that's the next level of learning. I get you need sideline distractions eventually, but not during the molding years of trying to, to learn how to play the game. There's, it, soccer's hard. Oh, you got the ball coming. You got you got mom mom screaming out like violently. You got the referee that's about to blow his whistle. And you got coach giving you um, uh, information. You got the other team you're dealing with. There's just so much to deal with. There, you, there's only so many things you can process, right, Deadpool? Yeah, there's only so many things you can process in your brain. Process one thing at a time. You do it rapidly, but when six things come in, you really, it's not that it's not that easy. Allow development to happen. Allow the distractions to, you know, build up over time. They're going to come anyway, so you might as well protect your kid by saying nothing. And that's what my parents did. A great job. My dad hardly ever came until I started playing pro, and my mom didn't say anything because she didn't understand what was going on. Best parenting job ever. Any more questions? Not I'm, at the moment, no. Oh, good, because I'm going to go. Thank you. If you enjoyed that clip, you can enjoy all the clips at youtube.com forward slash Coach Cameron Soccer to get all my content. Make sure you subscribe, hit the notification bell so you know what's going on and when we appear online, which is typically every Sunday, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Hope to see you this Sunday for our next live show.